Welcome back to another campaign edition of From the Lobby with Jack O'Donnell. This podcast goes behind the political scenes with Jack, managing partner of O'Donnell and Associates, a top New York lobbying firm. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications. Back at the mic for this episode is Alec Lewis, Vice President and Director of Campaigns at O'Donnell and Associates. Before coming to the firm, Alec worked with New York Senate Democrats and was a key player in campaigns that led them to two consecutive supermajorities. Alec has a special guest, Marjorie Velasquez, New York City Council member representing the Northeast Bronx, and they are talking about her being the first Latina to represent her city council district and how she got there with Alec as her get out the vote director. Hi, Alec and Marjorie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Joanna. It's great to be with you from the lobby, and it's even better to have uh, Marjorie on today to talk about what she's been doing in the city council. Welcome, Marjorie. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, as background for our listeners, I've known council now council member Marjorie Velasquez since I worked with her on her first campaign for city council back in 2017 and on her most recent campaign as her get out the vote director back in 2021. Uh, first question for you, Marjorie, what was it like to run for office both times? And can you talk about our experience working together on your campaigns? Well, um, certainly 2017 was intense. Uh, it was my first real run for office. And um, at the time I was going against uh, the political machine, if you will. Um, it was at the height of Joe Crowley's power and state Senator um, Jeff Klein. Um, and they were both supporting uh, one of my opponents. And it was an adventure and we went up also against a lot of money. Um, over a million dollar was spent. It was the most expensive race in all of New York City Council uh, to date. And um, the fact that we got so close, right, we were within 300 votes, really uh, was a defining moment for me. And uh, it really made me realize that I had to give it another shot. And so running in 2021, um, I had really built up on the power base uh, and did a lot of more grassroots organizing. Certainly um, when the pandemic hit, um, it also showed some real holes in our community that needed uh, help folks that have been overlooked and it was exacerbated by the pandemic. Um, and uh, certainly, I mean, Alec, you were there in 2017 and 2021 both two different types of races, right? Um, both just as intense um, and uh, two different outcomes. And now uh, I'm a council member and uh, I can't even begin to tell folks how amazing Alec is and his talent and how he was able uh, to help us organize in both uh, times. And it was just, it was always touching, right? Um, because, you know, you do work and you certainly like don't know who's paying attention and whatnot. You just do the work because it needs to get done. And having folks believe in you and continue those efforts and now in a greater scale is important. And I really appreciate you, Alec. Well, I certainly appreciate you too. And your persistence certainly paid off because you're now in your first term after being elected in 2021. You're obviously running for re-election this year. But I, I want to first ask you sort of a process-based question about New York City government. We've been profiling a lot of local candidates across the state. 
and New York City government and elections are unique compared to other local governments and local elections around the state. So I was wondering, you know, for our listeners, can you explain the concepts of participatory budgeting and ranked choice voting? Sure thing. Uh, so participatory budgeting or PB takes a million dollars um, from your capital. So there are 51 council members in New York City um, representing 51 districts uh, for the five boroughs. Uh, of that, one um, city council member is elected as the speaker, which is kind of like the city council president, if you will, and they are the leaders. And so in the past, it certainly happened with Melissa Mark Verito, Speaker Mark Verito, where she uh, made sure that each council member had $5 million uh, for capital expenditures to be spent in a district. Uh, so what participatory budgeting does, right? And so a council member has the ability to enroll themselves in this program. And it is a program that you go back into your district and say, look, I got a million dollars. And uh, if you want to vote uh, for this project, you know, send us ideas. So the first phase is sending folks ideas. Um, the second phase is uh, the city's agencies go ahead and see if they are feasible and the public voting for the top ideas totaling uh, $2 million. So this year we were able to get cameras for NYPD, um, some resources for school, so things of that nature. And then I think ranked choice voting is a little different. We had that in 2021. Uh, because of the fact that I ended up getting more than 50% of the vote in my district, I I did not um, have to do ranked choice voting. So ranked choice voting basically for folks is um, if there's no clear winner of 50% or more, so you as a voter get to choose your top three. Absolutely. And I, you mentioned resources, and I wanted to ask you about resources that you've delivered for your district. You've had some big wins in your first term. And one yeah. of them was secured $10 million in capital funding for the Jacoby Hospital uh, to replace the hospital's hyperbaric chamber and expand hyperbaric medicine services. So, Marjorie, how were you able to secure this big win for your district? Um, it's, it's so resources is one thing, but relationship building is, this, is another thing. Uh, I'm fortunate uh, to be part of the budget negotiation team to also be part of the finance committee under Speaker Adams. And a lot of that allows me to have conversations with speaker and talk about the needs, not only of the community, but of the city in general um, in having the ability to have this chamber, it actually helped heal uh, faster um, those that had um, some severe burns. And so having those conversations with the speaker, also talking about the benefits of this. And, you know, there is um, there is one currently there, but this new one basically will make it more accessible uh, to folks with accessibility issues and mobility issues. And also it will allow for more people to be in the chamber at the same time. Margie, you've talked about working collaboratively with the speaker and with your fellow city council members. And I wanted to ask you about a specific tradition that exists in the city council. For many of our listeners, the city council has an unofficial tradition of voting along with local members on land use issues in their district. Now, recently, I know there was a controversial rezoning proposal for a housing development on Bruckner Boulevard in your district. My understanding is you were opposed to the original proposal, but you ultimately supported the finalized version of the proposal. 
So what's your take on the tradition of member deference that exists in the city council on these issues? And can you lay out how your thinking evolved on the Bruckner proposal? Sure, so member deference is basically um, members defer to the, the current council member who is considering the zoning and defers to their decision on it. It will make no light of the current crisis we have in New York City for housing. Um, and we need to make sure that we are building uh, for all. And um, for me, uh, the initial proposal uh, was very vague, was very messy. And um, I had them pull it off, uh, pull it out the first time. Um, and then the second time uh, that they presented it still wasn't enough. And for me, it was about creating housing that will directly impact those uh, most vulnerable in my community and specifically in my district. So it's fighting for priority in my district for us, by us is a model that I really take and I am uh, happy with the results um, because we're getting a hundred, hundred units for senior housing with wraparound social services and medical services, uh, 24 hour security for them. And we're also looking at 25 units uh, specifically for veterans and their families. Um, and then we're also looking at home ownership opportunities in this development as well. Absolutely, and thank you for laying out your thinking there. And you mentioned diversity a little bit, and I wanna to transition to asking you a question about your own personal diversity before closing with really transitioning to talk about the campaign. You're the first Latina to be elected to represent your city council district in the Bronx. So I wanted to ask you, what does being a Latina mean to you personally, and how does it inform how you approach being an elected official? It's a point of pride. My dad had moved into the district uh, in the 1960s um, in Indian Village. He lived there with his sister and brother-in-law. Uh, he worked in City Island. So um, now his daughter representing the district is huge, right? Um, so many memories have been part of my life, right? Orchard Beach. Um, so my whole life um, has been transformed by this district. Um, there is a lot of weight on my shoulder, right? You kind of like understand also that you want to respect the folks that came before you and especially the, the Latinos that broke ground and, and really just showed how uh, to lead and taking those lessons and incorporating some of your own and keeping some of your own identity and also the beauty of like being a Puerto Rican woman and uh, you know like adding a little spice here and there. Well you gotta add a little spice here and there and <laughs> No question about it. And a lot of that can happen on a campaign for sure. So let me transition to the campaign now. So I, we talked about this earlier in, the, in our uh, conversation, but you've now run twice for city council. You were obviously successful in 2021. You're now running for re-election in a district that didn't change too much in redistricting. So can you give an update on your campaign? And also any advice that you have for first time candidates and especially women who are out there who are either thinking of running or are running for local office this year? Right. Um, I know it's hard, but you can do hard things. You've done harder things in life. Um, you've got the, the passion. If you've got uh, the yearning uh, to give back to your community, run. Um, understand it's not easy. Um, a lot of sacrifices, but at the end of the day, it's those small wins. It's making sure that when you're able to deliver and you're changing everyone's life, 
one step at a time and that to me is the biggest reward and so um it is going to be challenging it is going to be hard but we could all do tough things to run absolutely and any any current updates on the campaign that our listeners should know about Definitely. So, uh June 27th is the primary and November 3rd is the general election. I do have a primary um and so I'm out there knocking on doors um and doing events. So, if you're interested in volunteering, always feel free to reach out. Our social media handles are um for Instagram and Twitter is at m v e l a z n y c. That's at mvelaz nyc we also call ourselves the vlas squad um and we have a good time uh i am fortunate enough to have still um my former campaign managers uh all in a group chat and we still talk almost every day um and that's kind of like what relationship building is for me right i have a hard time letting go <laughs> and we just like there's a love for for and a passion for the community that never ends and so if you're part of that you want to be part of that group please join us um we are having a good time and so a little bit about the district that we do cover and that we will continue to cover uh now what we expanded into is Allerton we have all of Van Nest uh what we uh unfortunately are losing is Westchester Square um but we also cover City Island like I mentioned before Drasnek, Country Club, Silver Beach, Locust Point, Morris Park. Um so we have some pretty great areas so if you want to come knock on doors with me always feel free to volunteer. Also if you want to make a donation our website is www.envelaz.nyc. Awesome. Well, I can personally attest that being a part of that squad is a blast. So anybody who's in the city or close by who's within driving distance, definitely it's a fun campaign and you you all know how to do it up down there in the Bronx. Uh but in closing, I want to hand it back off to Joanna, uh who's been so great hosting and facilitating this conversation, who I think probably has a question uh, of her own to ask you, Marjorie. So Joanna, I'll hand it off back to you. All right, Alec, thank you so much for that. And Marjorie, I love your spice. I think that's great. Um, but a question for you. What's your message to voters on why they should re-elect you for another term? Well, we've accomplished so much, right? We brought in over 20 million dollars last year into the district and that was within the first 6 months. This year we're expecting uh to deliver um many more great things to our schools or public libraries and certainly we're looking at um some big developments coming into our district like the metro north and being part of those conversations and fighting for good paying jobs union jobs for our community and continuing um to make sure that we are having housing that reflects and takes care of our families instead of displacing them is a priority for all of us and you know I've been working hard and I want to continue to deliver um it this is uh, a district that is near and dear to me and I want to make sure that every family is protected and that we're providing a safe space for everyone wonderful well thank you so much for your great work serving the New York City community and thanks again for joining us Marjorie and Alec and to our listeners stay up on what's happening in politics sign up for our Monday morning memo sent right to your inbox subscribe on our website at odonnellsolutions.com that's odonnellsolutions.com and for daily updates follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at odonnell and associates thanks for listening everyone we'll be back from the lobby